Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy. For today, my name is Heather and I've got some news and views from a West Texans, a biblical point of view one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome to today's podcast. It is December the 25th of 2023 and I want to let you guys all know that I wish you a very Merry Christmas. And just like Isaiah prophesied in chapter 9 verse 6, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And praise the Lord for Jesus's obedience to go to the cross as a sacrifice for our sins, one that we could not do. And uh, what a wonderful blessing that is. We should never lose sight of that. Today is the day that we set aside to praise King Jesus for uh, what he has done for us. And we celebrate his birth today. And uh, I had a gentleman ask me yesterday, he goes, well, we don't celebrate Christmas. So I'm like, oh, why not? And he goes, well, because he wasn't born on the 25th of December. I'm like, well, we all know that. <laughs> but that's not what we're celebrating. We're celebrating his birth. We're not saying it happened on this day. But it is the day that we all as Christians set aside um, to worship our Savior. And we should worship him every day. And so you guys know I'm bringing you headlines today. So we've got a little bit to talk about today. And you know how scientists are. <laughs> Your breath is now a source of greenhouse gas. Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Technically, it was from Jonathan Chadwick from Mail Online in the UK, but... <laughs> this is where they're going with whether it's eating less meat or cycling instead of driving humans can do many things to help prevent climate change unfortunately breathing less isn't one of them so that might be a problem as a new study claims the gases in air exhaled from human lungs is fueling global warming methane and nitrous oxide in the air we exhale makes up to 0.1% point I'm sorry point percent 0.1% of the UK's greenhouse gas emissions scientists say quackheads mm. and that's not even accounting for the gas we release from burps and farts or emissions that come from our skin without us noticing the new study was led by Dr. Nicholas Cowan an atmospheric physicist at the UK Center for Ecology and Hydrology in Edinburgh Exhaled human breath can contain small elevated concentrations of methane, CH4, and nitrous oxide, N2O, both of which contribute to global warming. Dr. Cowan and colleagues say we would urge caution in the assumption that emissions from humans are negligible. Mm. As most of us remember from science class at school, humans breathe in oxygen and breathe out carbon dioxide. And I think it's always funny that they forget that plants need carbon dioxide to grow hmm and plants give off oxygen that we breathe we breathe out carbon dioxide and they suck that stuff in that's just my unscientific opinion <laughs> but then again what do i know i'm just a girl from texas you know with the bible and you know our heavenly father told us to go and multiply and fill the earth is what he told us to go and fill the earth and now we have these people telling us to stop breathing but they have a plan for that. So don't worry. They, they have a plan for your and I breathing. It's called the vaccines. We'll talk a little bit more about what Bill Gates has planned. Kill Gates, Bill Gates, whatever you want to call him. Murderer, Satanist. I'm sorry. Was I going off on a tangent there? <laughs> you do know I have ADD. <laughs> Squirrel. Yeah. 
So we're not going to go anymore with this article, but I thought it was hilarious and I wanted to throw that in there. So uh, try to breathe less people, okay? And be sure you're riding your bicycle, okay? Yeah, because, you know, that Prius is just really stinking up the earth, let me tell you. So we're going to use this to catalog on over here too. In relentless pursuit of endless vaccines, Bill Gates strikes again with new wafer vax and this is coming to you from you know him you love him he is my favorite it is leo holman h-o-h-m-a-n-n.com go show him some love bill gates is pumping vast sums of cash into a new quote needle-free mrna vaccine technology in preparation for the next big pandemic i'm sorry plan-demic we all know they have them all planned and ready to roll them all out like this crazy weirdo flu stuff whatever you want to call it going around the world right now very strange and he goes on to say and you'll have to do he goes all you'll have to do is stick this stick his little wafer inside your cheek or under your tongue and you'll be quote protected from the virus that's no doubt already ready and waiting to be released from some distant bio lab the bill and melinda gates foundation is teaming up on the project with the coalition for epidemic preparedness innovations or CEPI reports Slay News. CEPI was founded with $460 million in seed money from Gates. In fact, Gates mentioned CEPI in that now famous interview he did three years ago when he snickered and predicted with omnibus, omnibus, yes folks, confidence that if COVID doesn't scare you, the next pandemic will get attention next time. He said, you can check that out on C-SPAN. The COVID pandemic pandemic had barely started, you see, and Gates was already planning to make money on the next pandemic. Gates and the CEPI are investing $1.2 million in a startup to create wafers laced with mRNA. They go under the tongue or dispense, uh, or I'm sorry, to dispense his new vaccine. The wafer can be stored at any temperature and can be administered without the use of needles. Critics question the reliability the technology and the safety of the mRNA platform. With funding from Gates Organization, CEPI is partnering with Gerada Thin Film Incorporated to develop a wafer-like mRNA film. Oh boy, aren't you guys excited? Mm. The huge cash injections from Gate will give a massive boost to help Gerada develop its proprietary vaccine platform. According to the announcement, the $1.2 million grant from Gates is just to get the project off the ground with more funding coming at later stages. The company says uh, its new platform stabilizes mRNA containing liquid, uh, I'm sorry, containing lipid and nanoparticle vaccine technologies in a thin film. You can always go check out the, his new book. This is Leo Homan's new book, Gates of Hell, Why Bill Gates is the Most Dangerous Man in the World. I highly um, uh, I highly encourage you guys to do that. So the new wafer can also remain stable for three years, eliminating the need for energy-intensive cold storage requirement by the current mRNA vaccine. I'm sorry, don't these viruses mutate and like one vaccine doesn't work and that's why you have to keep getting more and more vaccines. Did you get your last vaccine? Did you get your booster? Did you get your booster? Did you get your vaccine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Gerada and CEPI believe the technology is key to getting more vaccines into the bodies of poor people yes worldwide it's all about the poor people we want to save all the poor people <laughs> you poor people while well, we're giving billions of dollars to ukraine and when you guys die because you can't afford cancer treatments and uh, which by the way the vaccines are 
causing like massive increases in sudden uh, stage four cancers. But, you know, just keep, keep going along, folks, looking at your phone, watching your little Netflix and your YouTube videos and little funny cat videos on your TikToks. And, you know, just keep on keeping on, right? Like the world is burning and going to hell around you, <laughs> but you're still focused on that phone. That's right. Walking down in front of buses, walking off of cliffs. <laughs> you just keep it up, folks. Keep it up. You know, there's a lost and dying world around us. But you and I know we're not focusing on our TikToks and all of this stuff. I'm talking about lost folks who don't know any better, who don't really know what's going on. And uh, they're just a little sheeple drinking the Kool-Aid or in this way taking all the vaccines, you know. <laughs> jab, jab, jab. <laughs> it's sad. They're murdering people by the millions, Dr. Uh, Campbell, John Campbell did another one, um, excessive deaths in the UK, did some more excessive deaths in the United States, and the United States, they have killed off um, more than half a million people in like one year due to vaccines, due to the uh, after effects of these vaccines, and um, but, you know, they've got all these lost people hook, line, and sinker. There's this app called Net, uh, Next Door. And had these people on there going, uh, what do you mean chemtrails in the sky? <laughs> and I'm like, um, here's geopolitical or geoengineering, you know, dot org. Go check it out. And they laughed like, well, that was funny. I'm like, yeah, you're funny, bro. <laughs> but you just keep going out there and then, oh, man, breathing in that aluminum and oxide and all that other stuff they're throwing out in the air and trying to darken the sun and, uh, you know, change the weather patterns of the world. And, you know, Jesus tells us in Revelation 11, he has to come back and destroy those who are destroying the earth. I mean, hello, the Bible told us these things would happen. What do you think they're doing? They are destroying God's creation. They're trying to. They sure are. Uh, they're manipulating gene, gene codes, and DNA, and all kinds of stuff. So when you pick up that food, and it says bioengineered on there, you're going to know. Yeah. Yeah, genetically modified organism. Organism is a living thing. But, you know, just keep... Eating those genetically modified foods and cereals and yeah. Anyway, so the new wafer vax can also remain stable for three years. And so that's a, I guess that's a proof positive point for them. But leave it to Bill Gates, uh, ever the technocrat, to think of a better, more profitable and efficient way to deliver life-ending toxic vaccines. Yes, folks, some Christian denominations receive a, quote, wafer on the tongue for Holy Communion. And I thought about that when I opened up this article, too. Is this an attempt by Satan to mock that solemn Christian expression of God's love and presence among us? Here we have a satanic wafer offered by the secular humanists and the technocratic uh, tyrants trying to beat us into submission to their false ideologies while enticing us with a false global religion. God is the lover of souls. Lucifer is the God of this world who hates humanity and wants to destroy it. Just as many Western nations are being uh, destroyed from within in the name of, quote, democracy, so many human bodies are being destroyed internally through Gates' toxic death poisons or potions disguised as, quote, life-saving vaccines. It goes on to say, the gates of hell appear to be opening in the earth today folks uh, a lot of stuff going on lots of wickedness uh, pharmacaea which is going to lead me into the article that i wanted to talk to you guys about the other day before a bunch of crazy stuff happened so this is you know him you love him he is quickly coming into um first place second place just kidding it is dean dwyer folks 
Dean Dwyer from um, Australia, and this is HarbingersDaily.com. You can find it there. Pharmacaea, how the, quote, drug of jihad, unquote, allowed terrorists to commit heinous acts with a sense of indifference. He posted this back October 23rd of this year. He says, following the terrorist atrocity in Israel, many rightly ask how people could be so barbaric and act so inhumanely against another person. In the first instance, we must recognize that terror groups like Hamas are being led and used by Satan in his desire in his desire to destroy the Jewish people. Secondly, we know that radical Islam has a burning hatred for the Jewish people, the Jewish state, and for all who support them. But there is also a third and often overlooked reason that men and women are able to overcome their God given conscience and commit it and commit unspeakable acts against another human being. The Bible refers to it in the Greek as pharmakeia. In Galatians chapter five, verses nineteen to twenty two, we read and I quote Now the works of the flesh are manifest which are these adultery fornication and cleanliness lasciviousness idolatry witchcraft hatred variance emulations wrath strife seditions heresies envyings murders drunkenness revelings in such like of the which i tell you before as i have also told you in time past that they who that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of god and what i'm going to do that was in the kjv so what i'm going to do is i'm going to read that in the njkv to give you guys a better understanding because some of those words nobody ever uses anymore and one of them's always been so hard for me to pronounce and we're not going to try to pronounce it again because you know which one I'm talking about. Anyway, so let's talk, let's read it out of the end, the New King James Version, and then you kind of get a little better understanding of what this verse is talking about. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And I'm going to throw in here verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. And that is Galatians chapter five uh all the way from 19 all the way to 26 because sometimes you just can't stop reading the word of god and so anyway i don't know if that spoke to you but it kind of spoke to me <laughs> just a little bit today but let's move along here so he goes our english word sorcery is the greek word pharmakeia uh, we also see the same term used twice in the book of Revelation. Firstly, it's in Revelation chapter 9, verse 21. Neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. And then he goes then again in uh, Revelation chapter 18, verse 23. And I quote, And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived hmm he goes on to say when most people think of the word sorcery what comes to mind is witchcraft supernatural powers and spells however the biblical use of pharmakeia does not fit well with such ideas and this is why it is important to understand cultural and biblical context when studying certain passages 
Ancient Greeks used words like pharmakeia to refer to an entire spectrum of drugs, from medicines to psychoactives to poisons. Therefore, in the passage quoted, the term more so suggests various forms of drug abuse, particularly that which is used in pagan worship or as a poison to manipulate and control others. In fact, in the Galatians passions quoted above, the order in which Paul lists the various works of the flesh may be very telling. He begins with sexual sin before moving on to idolatry, sorcery, division, Vision, drunkenness, and debauchery. His references to mar- pharmakeia is grouped closer to idolatry and sexuality than it is to drunkenness, which may suggest that the use of the illicit drugs was common in ungodly spiritual and sexual practices. And he goes on to say, according to historians, references to drug take references to drug taking in the ancient world do exist, but they are far they are few and far between. Where they do appear, drug Drugs focus on medicinal and religious aspects while seeming to avoid any reference to recreational use as is common today. There were more than a dozen ways of altering reality in the ancient world of the Mediterranean region, but two drugs often dominated the scene, opium and hemp. And much like we experience today, the ancient world also seemed to have an extensive drug distribution network. In fact, ancient jars and capsules, which have been analyzed by scientists, reveal that they contained opium and other psychoactive substances, which were scattered throughout the Levant, Egypt, and the Middle East. By 440 BC, Greek historian Herodotus was telling readers that Scythians would burn hemp seeds, inhale the smoke, and turn very, very happy in short order. While those plants started as wild strains with relatively low levels of the uh, the cannabinoid uh, THC, the chemical compound in cannabis that produces a high. I'm not going to try to tell you the whole tetrahydrocannabinol, whatever, but it's THC. Anyways, he goes on to say, further strains appear to have been cultivated for deliberately higher concentrations of THC kind of like today he goes he goes on to say uh, by the time of the roman empire they used an opium-based drink called crectic wine as a sleep aid in meso mesoamerican history people also use a wide array of consciousness altering drugs for both medicinal and ritual purposes for mayan worshipers in the period between 250 bc to ad 900 that meant downing a drink known as balak a low alcohol honey sweetened beverage that also contained the hallucinogen and the hallucinogen urging uh box uh may have also been consumed with other psychoactive drugs including plant derived alkaloids that would have created more intense hallucinations combined with the fact that rituals could take place in underground caves with repetitive music and fasting worshipers could have uh, attained dramatically altered states He goes on to say, fast forward to the recent terrorist attack in southern Israel and we watch in horror as hordes of men poured over the border with a single intention, kill and kidnap Jews. Now, now whilst we know they were inspired by demonic hatred, which is born from Satan himself, the Jerusalem Post recently reported that Hamas terrorists were found to be under the influence of Captagon, a synthetic amphetamine type stimulant. Even many of the dead terrorists were found to still have scores of pills in their pockets. This drug, known as cocaine for the poor, allowed the terrorists to commit such heinous acts, which 
uh, with a sense of indifference. At the same time, it kept them highly alert for extended periods while also acting as an appetite suppressant. In poorer countries, the drug may be purchased for a dollar or two, while in wealthier nations, it may cost up to $20 per pill. In fact, it is reported that Captagon has now become a major source of income for Syria and is actively supported by Israel's enemy in the north, Hezbollah. So lucrative is this trade that profits generated from the sale of Captagon exceed those of Syria's legitimate exports. In 2020 alone, it is estimated that exports of Captagon reached $3.5 billion, folks, with a B as in boy. Captagon was first manufactured in 1961 as an alternative to amphetamines and methamphetamine used at the time to treat narcolepsy, fatigue in the behavioral disorder, minimal brain dysfunction. Dexamethaphine was uh, reportedly used, being used in the military of some countries to enable soldiers to stay awake for long periods of time and to enhance courage and bravado. Captagon was supposed to be a milder version of these medicines, but by the 1980s, the U.S. government declared it a controlled substance with no currently accepted medical use, leading to manufacturing of the drug being halted in the 1980s. However, it's extremely popular in the Middle East and was used extensively by another terrorist group we are all familiar with, ISIS. However, the version used by ISIS and probably Hamas is far more potent than the Captagon of the 1980s. The quote new age Captagon affects the brain circuitry of the user leading to irreversible changes in the brain that govern impulse control and judgment. Therefore, taking away a person's ability to reason or think rationally. Mm. Romans 1, a reprobate mind comes to my mind. Anyway, Moving right along, <laughs> he goes on to say um, how how sad it is to think that legitimate drug used to treat medical conditions has become known as the drug of jihad. It only it not only produces soldiers with no fear or conscience, but also funds their activities with billions of dollars from sales. So not only must Israel fight a kinetic and cyber war, it must also uh, find ways to stop the drug which fuels and funds these terrorists. Um, since counterfeit versions of the drug are primarily produced in Syria and Lebanon. But although production is primarily centered in those countries, the largest consumer of the drug uh, are located in Saudi Arabia in other Gulf states like the United Arab Emirates, Qatar, Kuwait, and Bahrain, with evidence of drugs also making their way to Libya and Sudan. Or Sudan. So he goes on to say, what is most concerning for any soldier on the battlefield is that Captagon can keep an enemy fighter on their feet for days without taking a break. Lebanese psychiatrist Ramzi Haddad explained that after taking Captagon, you're talkative, you don't sleep, and don't eat, you're energetic. A Syrian police officer recounted his experience with dealing with anti-government protesters. We would beat them and they wouldn't feel the pain. Many of them would laugh while we were dealing heavy blo- dealing them heavy blows. We would leave the prisoners for about 48 hours without questioning them while the effects of Captagon wore off. And then interrogate, interrogation would become easier, he said. So to quote Revelation 18, 23 again, For thy merchants were the great men of earth, for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. And he goes on to say, Dean says, in the modern day, pharmacia is associated with false worship, with the funding of terrorism, with the act of terrorism, and with the deception of the nations. But if we think this is bad, during the tribulation period, it was only going to get worse, for it will be the sorcery of Babylon. Yes, folks, go check out Dean Dwyer. He is from um, Queensland, Australia, and he is also pastor and president of Iser Street Baptist Church. And you can find them in his sermons on YouTube, and I've watched a couple of them, and I really do like, um, I really do like Dean Dwyer. So, guys, go check him out. 
So we have all of these things happening, folks, and uh, it's only going to get worse, only going to get worse. And so one more thing real quick, we're going to not hit all of them because there's quite a few of them on here, but, <laughs> and I think I read through this one before, but this is memorandum, Terry Jane's prophecy line, current issues and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. And you can find it at terryjanesprophecyline.com. And he has got a lot. And he goes, this is a memorandum. It's going to be data known. It's going to be uh, to everyone left on the planet from those who have vanished, which is us Bible-believing Christians who have put our faith and uh, trust in Jesus Christ to take us out here and to forgive us of our sins. Um, the truth about what happened. He goes, this is to tell you exactly what is involved in the sudden disappearance of people around the world. As simple as this. We who belong to Christ were called into the air above the planet in the rapture. Yes, that kooky, ridiculous, pie-in-the-sky, flyaway event that Tim LaHaye and other preachers of what you've heard, of what you've thought of as fantasy, have been proclaiming could happen at any moment did in fact happen you are hearing or will soon hear every conceivable explanation of what caused this astonishing disappearance here is our guesses as to what some of those explanations will be we're not going to go through all of them but it will give you several it was some sort of quantum evolutionary leap uh, which will ultimately be great for mankind it was a mass abduction by extraterrestrials and outgrowth of the singular abductions that have been reported over the years it was a natural scientific explainable cosmic interaction that some human uh, psychologies could or uh, physiologies could resist and others couldn't it was a supernatural movement into a higher form for those who disappeared in ascension to godhood it was punishment from the great cosmological mind removing the evil from the world but he says, don't believe any of these or other explanations to find out the absolute truth about what the mass vanishing actually involves. Read his Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 to 55, and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 13 through 18, and also read John 14, 1 to 3, and find out where we who have vanished are presently located. Now that we are gone and our leaving has everything to do with your immediate future, the following will happen in order very similar to the list below. Folks, put your boots on. Here we go. If you have lost loved ones, people you know, workers, co-workers, neighbors, whatever, you may want to go here. I'm going to put the link in the or in the, in the uh, description of this podcast. Print this off. Leave it where people can see this. Here we go. These and other events will occur over the next seven years. Number one, total chaos will rule for a time. Luke 21, 25. Governments will get control through sometimes harsh methods. Revelation 17, 12 through 13. One world government will come together. Uh, Psalms 2, verses 1 through 3. A one world church will form. Revelation in chapter 17. A world leader from Europe will step to the forefront and take charge of the peace process. Daniel 9, 26 and 27. And what else we got here? Israeli government and Israelis, uh, Israel's enemies will sign an agreement of peace that ensures peace and safety. Daniel 9, 27, Isaiah 28, 18, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3. Peace will not last as a coalition of nations led by Russia will invade the Middle East. Ezekiel 38, verses 1 through 12. God himself will destroy all but one-sixth of the invader forces. Ezekiel 39, 1 through 5. Much of the world will be hit by, by deadly effects of, an, of the invasion. This will possibly include chemical, biological, and nuclear after effects. Ezekiel chapter 39, 6 and 7, and 11 through 16. The world leader will solidify his power following the Russian-led coalition destruction. Daniel 8, 23 to 25, and 11, and uh, 36 through 39. Daniel 11, 36 and 39. Sorry. 
Two Old Testament type prophets will come on the world scene and preach about Christ while condemning the world's evil. That's Revelation chapter 3 verses 6 and everybody has their idea of who these guys are going to be, who these prophets are going to be. And I personally think it's going to be Enoch and Elijah. Some folks think it'll be Moses and Elijah, but Moses died, although God hid his body and Satan can't find it. But Enoch walked with God and was not for God took him and Elijah went up with a chariot of fire. So Enoch and Elijah technically have not died yet. They're in they're in heaven. But anyway, I digress. It's kind of it's kind of cool to dig into your Bible. You know what I mean? Anyway, moving right along and it goes. Meanwhile, God will put his protection upon 144,000 Jews who have converted to Christianity so that they become that they begin to preach God's saving message to the people of the tribulation. That is Revelation chapter 7, 7, 3 through 8, verses 3 through 8. At the same time, God will allow strong delusion to come over all who heard the gospel before the rapture, but fully understanding the offer of salvation refused to accept Christ. These will believe the lies of Antichrist and Satan. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 11-12. Antichrist, after months of trying, will finally murder the two Old Testament type prophets. But they will come back to life and be taken into heaven while the world watches. Revelation chapter 11, verses 11-12. through 12. Antichrist will receive a supposedly deadly head wound. Revelation chapter 13, verse 3. Satan and his fallen angels will fight God's forces, be kicked out of heaven by Michael and his angels and will be exiled to planet earth where satan will bring great anger against those who live there revelation chapter 12 the false prophet will perform supposed miracles and will call fire down from heaven which likely will involve light like orbs that are those of satan's forces or satan's force thrown down to earth revelation chapter 13 antichrist will appear to resurrect from the dead being possessed by satan that's revelation chapter 13 verses 3 through 4 antichrist will sit in the temple on Mount Moriah in Jerusalem, he will, he will claim to be God and demand worship. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. The false prophet will direct a worship to Antichrist and will erect an image of him. Revelation chapter 13, verses 11 through 17. Antichrist regime will institute a computer mark and number system. It will be both to control the world's population and to cause all to worship Antichrist, whose number in all of this is 666. Revelation chapter 13, verses 6 through 18. Those who refuse to accept Antichrist's mark will be murdered. Beheading will apparently be the regime's chosen method of offering these, quote, traitors. I'm sorry, method of offing these, quote, traitors. Revelation chapter 13, verses 15 and chapter 20, verse 4. Antichrist will begin a systematic genocide against the Jewish race that will make Hitler's Holocaust look mild by comparison. Revelation chapter 12. He and the false prophet will also have all the new believers they can find rounded up, tortured, then murdered. That is John 16, 2 and Revelation 13, 8. While Antichrist hunts down and murders people by the millions, God's judgment will begin to fall directly on the rebellious people of planet of the planet. Revelation 6. Uh, verse 17 or revelation chapter 6 and 17 millions upon millions will die while god's wrath pours out in a series of three types of judgments each consisting of seven specific judgments for a total of 21 judgments revelation chapter 6 through 18 when all is said and done more than half possibly as much as two-thirds of all human life will die of plagues that's revelation chapter 6 verse 8 verses 8 verse 8 chapter 9 or chapter 8 verse 
8 in chapter 9 and uh, uh, chapter 9 verse 18 God will prepare and the Jewish remnant will flee to a hiding place we all think it's Petra uh, the ancient city carved in the rose uh, rose red colored rocks of the Jordanian wilderness that's Revelation chapter 12 verse 6 and 14 uh, Antichrist and his forces led by Satan will pursue the Jewish people and try to murder them but the pursuing forces will be swallowed up by the earth Revelation 12 15 through 16 while the Jewish and many of the Gentile people still alive remain safely protected God's wrath will fall in greater force Revelation chapter 16 and then um, the sun will go partly dark while at the same time heating up to seven times hotter than normal. Revelation 16 verses 8 through 11. A great object will fall into the ocean from space. Its impact will kill life in the sea and most likely will destroy coastal areas with tidal waves. Revelation 8 verses 8. I'm sorry, Revelation 8, verses 8 through 9. Another asteroid or another mass from space will strike Earth and will poison much of the planet's fresh water supplies. Revelation 8, 10 through 11. Great unprecedented earthquakes will happen simultaneously all over the Earth. Matthew 24, verse 7 and Revelation 16, verse 18. People will be so frightened that they will have their they will have heart attacks just from the things they see yet to come. And that is Luke chapter 21, verse 26. A supernatural plague of huge insect-like creatures will be released from the abyss and they will sting all who have the mark of the beast men and women will try to commit suicide because of their great pain from the stings and bites of these demonic creatures notice he says try because uh, the bible says they won't be able to because god won't let them die revelation chapter 9 verses 3 through 6 god will then move in the minds of all military forces on earth to gather in the valley of jezreel the plains of estralon near the ancient city of megiddo this is armageddon this is joel chapter 3 verse 14 Revelation chapter 16 verse 16 the kings of the east a huge army out of the orient numbering more than 200 million troops will invade to make war with Antichrist and the other world's forces and this is Revelation chapter 9 15 through 16 and chapter 16 verse 12 interject here some folks say the 200 million man army is not necessarily men um, from this area, but I'm just going to throw that out there. Andy Woods has a different take on that. But anyway, moving right along. Jesus said of this time that if he didn't come back, everyone and everything would die because of the fighting about to take place. And that's Matthew 24, verse 22 in Mark chapter 13, verse 20. Jesus will return with the armies of heaven. His armies consist of the mighty angels in Jesus's church, which will have been raptured at least seven years earlier. This is Revelation chapter 19, verses 11 through 14. All of us believe that's us coming back with the Lord Jesus and Antichrist armies and all others will try to prevent Christ's return Revelation chapter 19 verse 19 and Jesus will simply speak and all armies on earth will be rendered helpless most killed uh, Revelation chapter 19 verses 15 through 18 and he says you have only one chance to survive except Jesus Christ as Savior Read John chapter 3. He says, This will involve refusing to take Antichrist's mark when it is instituted. If you accept the mark, you are eternally doomed. Note to those uh, not appointed to God's wrath, chapter uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 9 through 11. Perhaps you should pass this memorandum to your lost family and friends before you vanish, then post it on your refrigerator. Folks, I'm going to link this in the description of this podcast. And I'm telling you, we ought to print this stuff off and um, put it wherever we can. 
The day is short. We don't know if we're even going to be here this afternoon. Nobody knows. Only Jesus knows. Only God the Father knows. Because the Bible says that even Christ himself doesn't even know. Only God the Father knows when God tells Jesus to go get his church. Praise the Lord, folks, on this wonderful day that we celebrate the Lord Jesus' birth. May we also celebrate his resurrection and his love for us and his mercy and he is king of kings and lord of lords and at the end every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of the father so folks i'm telling you i don't know what you're doing to eat turkey eating whatever you want to eat ham whatever you guys eat for christmas dinner i don't know but i tell you this much if you're at that dinner you might want to pray and ask the lord jesus to forgive you of your sins to acknowledge that you are a sinner and you deserve hell but God, in his ultimate mercy, sent his son to die on a cross to save us from our sins because we couldn't do it. But Jesus did. Jesus went obediently to the cross. He hung on the cross. He suffered the wrath of God in our place because we couldn't do it. We couldn't live a perfect, sinless life like he did. But he took the sin upon the world upon himself because he loves us that much. So today, give him praise, honor, and glory. I'm telling you. Today's the day of salvation. Don't wait another moment. Thank you guys so much for listening. May God bless each and every one of you and keep looking up for that great, oh man, that great appearing of our great God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Art, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Whoo, I'm telling you what, God is good and he's going to take care of you. Um, Guys, if you have prayer requests, please send them to me. Please, I would love to pray for you. I would love to pray for you. Absolutely. Guys, keep my friend Julie in your prayers too. Today they celebrate Christmas without her son who passed away um, earlier a few weeks ago. Guys, I'm telling you, we've all lost loved ones. My parents have gone on to be with the Lord. My grandparents have gone on to be with the Lord. And uh, I'm just thankful that, you know, one day, one day I will go on to be with the Lord as well. We will all be reunited. But I will tell you this much, if you're if your family member is not a believer, if you know people right now on earth that are not believers, please tell them the truth because we are not all God's children like the world wants to tell you. <laughs> we are all God's creation, but we are not all his children. If you haven't accepted Christ as your savior and cried out and asked him to save you, put your faith and trust in him and live your life according to that trust and faith and let the Holy Spirit, you know, change you then you will not be in heaven. You're not one of God's children. You are the devil, your father. Remember when he talked to the Pharisees and told them that? Mm. Anyway, guys, one, one, one thing you don't want to hear is depart from me for I never knew you. I have a lot of friends that are Catholic and they think all their good works. Look, I did this and I did this and I did this and I did this in Jesus' name and I did this and this and this and I, 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 I. It was not about you. But when you stand before God one day, you're going to hear these horrible, horrific, the most terrifying words you could ever hear. Depart from me, for I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. But Lord, Lord, we did all this in your name. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness, for I never knew you. Don't let that be you, and Lord, don't let that be me. Nope. But if you put your total trust and faith in Christ, then that won't be you. Our works are like filthy rags before God Almighty. Just remember that. Get in the Word of God. Um, Jonathan, or Jonathan, John MacArthur, 
um, I actually had a wonderful sermon on that. It's kind of played onto my YouTube. Like I think it was last night, and that's what he was talking about. And I'm going to find that, and I'm going to link that there too. And if you guys would like to watch that, I, I encourage you to watch that. Anyway, with that, I'm going to get off here. We have to say about at least twice in Texas. Okay, it's a southern thing. It's what we do. <laughs> but yeah, thank y'all all so much for listening. And I'm going to try to get back on a regular schedule. Um, man, <laughs> I need to find something that I can work in and do this. Because this, this is what I, I really love to do is to bring headlines and to tell people about Jesus. So anyway, um, if you guys haven't gone to Amazon, I do have some books on Amazon. Um, I have after the rapture, what comes next? $3.99, something like that. Anyway, um, it's something that you could, it's something, you know, inexpensive and it's, and it covers just about everything here that, um, James, uh, Terry James wrote about here in his little bullet point list, but I take you kind of in depth. It's not, I mean, it's maybe 50, 60 pages, but if you're left behind, you're going to want to, going to kind of want a little instruction manual and that'll do it for you. Um, anyway. I have some other, has some other books on there as well. Um, but anyway, with that, guys, I'm going to get off here. So get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus. Maranatha. <laughs>